Good morning and welcome to Coffee with the Sarlows. I'm Kelly. Good morning. I'm Karen. We're going to start off with show notes as usual. We have our evening with medium events, nice and canceled, just like everything else in this world. Um, It is postponed. Uh, Our April event is now July 24th, 2020. Um, Crossing our fingers for that one. If you have tickets for our April event and you cannot make our new event in July, mm-hmm. um, then we are asking that you have a deadline of May 31st to request a refund for your tickets. Beyond May 31st, we assume that you're using those tickets to get in the door. Mm-hmm. Um, so you do have a deadline to request that refund. Please do so uh, before May 31st. Otherwise, your tickets will be honored at the door for our July event. Our August one is still a go as far as we know. We'll keep you updated on that as well as our December one. Yeah. 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 We're still going to get three in. That's fantastic. We're going to try. Well, we're going to try and get three in. <laughs> okay. So we have a second podcast series called Sips of Sanity. That is a short 10-minute to 15-minute show. There's a group of five of those. Um, they're on your emotional and spiritual intelligence. And the very first one is always free every month. It's on the website by sarlo.com. The other four are always available at patreon.com backslash by Sarlo. And the five do go together. We just give you one free so that you can listen to it and decide you want to head over and get more because at patreon.com, you do need to pay for that. Yeah. And we do appreciate it. We realize that you're paying for that, um, but it really helps Kelly and I very much as business women by the cameras, by the microphones, the headphone stuff. Oh my gosh. It's like tens of thousands of dollars in equipment and it's... yeah over 50 hours of work in a month. Yes. So it is very much appreciated if you can make that doable for us because that's Mm -hmm. time away from clients. Mm -hmm. Speaking of which, we are still open for business, uh, not our physical Mm -hmm. location, but by distance. We're seeing clients via Skype, FaceTime, telephone, Zoom, or WhatsApp. So if you do want to book with us, please do so. Mm -hmm. You can call us directly or request a session through the website anywhere in the world. Sorry. I just had a client today from Guadalupe. Which is why I said anywhere in the world. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah, that's really cool. And I Googled it, so I know where it is. Down by Southern California, Mexico-ish. Off into the ocean on an island. Okay. <laughs> okay, so we are doing a story today, and it's a client story. It's not a Karen and a Kelly show. Um, this one is about a young woman who calls, and she's... Um, Oh, first of all, would you like to name her? Sure. Leslie. So Leslie calls in and asks for an open session and says to me, what have you got? And the very first thing that the spirit guide said to me is, she's a liar. And I'm thinking, oh my God, how do you start a session with that? I think some listeners are thinking, how do you start a Thursday or a Saturday with that? (laughs) Yeah. And I thought, oh, I've got to listen to more. I, I can't just say to a client, well, your spirit guides, you know, are coming through to say you're a liar. Like, where do you go with that? So I just said to her, I'm going to need a moment. And the spirit guides showed me. They said, well, she's had a good 10 years, a good decade of very, very bad behavior where she lies and thinks it's funny, or she thinks it's dismissive, or she thinks it's showboaty, like where she th- and she thinks she can get away with it, and then she knows she can't, so she just lets it, like 
She brushes it off or she attacks people back. And I'm watching all of that behavior for a whole decade. And it's like, that is rough. That is a lot of anxiety. That is a lot of unhappiness, a lot of insecurity within herself. I'd like to point out something really cool and fascinating that while you're describing all of this, you very nonchalantly just informed listeners that in this like half a second time frame, you've watched a decade of mm-hmm. behavior. Mm. Right. I think that's incredible. Yes, it is. Because, I mean, I know how fast that has to um, flash through your your brain yeah. consciously. Yes. And she shows specific th- things that she does, Kelly. Like, she shows where she'll stand there and talk to her parents and know she's lying as it's coming out of her mouth. Mm. And they know she's lying, and it's like she looks them straight in the face, like, we both know I'm lying. What are you going to do about it? And her parents do confront her and say, we know you're lying. We know you're staring us right in the face. We know this is an impasse. And she just stands there like with an attitude of, well, we all know it anyhow, so who cares? But she continues. It's highly unhealthy and highly dysfunctional. Does she experience emotions with this? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. So not psychopath. She sure does. And there's there's quite an addiction to all of those feelings, even though they're unpleasant. That's the best word I can think of. They're chaotic. But she gets addicted to that chaos. So I bring this up and I said to her, Leslie, your guides are saying that you're a liar. And she just... And I'm waiting for the look because I've seen the look. And I'm waiting. At all ages. Yeah. And I'm I'm looking at her going, okay, like you're going to give it to me now. So I'm just looking her straight in the eye. And like, because this is, oh, I said she called in, but it's over like um, computer device. Mm -hmm. So I'm looking her straight in the eye and I'm waiting to see the very look that she's showing me that she's given other people. And I just totally get it. She gives it to me. And I'm like, there it is. There's the look. That's the look that you practice. That's the look that you give people when you know they know, but you're going to stay in it anyway. Like, I dare you? Yeah. Did you disclose her age and I just missed it or no? Um, I'm just curious for my own sake. I don't recall, but I certainly can tell you that she's in her early 20s. And so I confront her about this is the look that you give people when you know they're on to you and you still don't care and you're just going to continue what you're doing and you're pushing them up against a brick wall and you know it. And she goes, yeah, that's really true. And I said, um, I personally don't care. I said, I'm detached. I'm not somebody who's going to be in the game with you. That's not my job and that's not my role in your life. And I said, my role is for your spirit to come through and say that this is how you behave. And it's, and as a result of it, you're making this call today because you're in the worst place you think you could ever be. And she's like, yeah. And you can see the yeah and the eye roll like out, like not wanting to make a direct look. So part of the, part of the looks is her defense. And her hiding some of her emotions and letting some of them be really blatantly out there 
to challenge people what to do about them to see if they care about her. But it's not, none of it's done in a healthy way where people can react anyhow. Yeah, there's no room to actually show care. That's messed up. You just said something that we're going to come back to. I want people oh. to remember what you just said. Sure. Hope they do. Oh. Because <laughs> I won't. It's okay. It's going to come back. So I, I explained all of that to her, and she goes, yeah. She goes, it's the, you're, you're right. She goes, what else have you got? So then I asked the spirit guides again, and they show where she leaves home, and she goes to, and I'm going to say India because I wrote it down. And I think that's accurate. I'm going to say that as best I can because these are now old notes. Mm. So she shows that she goes to India and she's in something like an ashram. I don't know. I've never been to one, but they're showing that it's this, I'll call it a spiritual experience. It's Or it's supposed to be. Like a worship. Meditation and yeah. shit where you don't talk. Oh, sorry. I don't mean that to be rude about people that meditate. It sure came out that yes, way. Yes, I realize that. But there's a reason here. She's raped there. Oh. And she's raped by the guy that runs this ashram. That's why I said meditation shit. Because I don't mean a healthy person's practice is an is a bad ashram. Oh my God, I'm trying to justify. I just hope people are understanding what I'm saying. It's not authentic. The building is and nothing else is. But she ran away from home. She doesn't tell her parents that she's gone to India. She doesn't even tell them how she's gotten the money to do it. So I said to the guides, how in God's name does she have enough money to go to India? I'm 58 and I don't have enough money to go to India. What the hell? And so the guides look at me and show me prostitution <sighs> and, and drug use. And it's like, oh, so the line goes this deep. The line goes to when mom and dad say, how do you have the money you know, to do X, Y, and Z. How'd you get the new jeans? Mm -hmm. They know if she says things like, oh, I got them at the Salvation Army, that she's lying. Which is very difficult, eh? This is, this is a really challenging story. So I said to her, I said, Leslie, I said, um, am I going to have consent today to say anything or do you mm. have boundaries? And she goes, you already went through that. And I went, I know. And it changes once you realize what's actually going to come up. Yeah. And I said, we're at a different point in a session where I need to ask women a different kind of question. And I said, and some men. Anyone. I am listening to a podcast by um, a psychologist right now. And she's mm -hmm. saying that in her own practice, she has seen clients for over three years. And they will, past the three-year mark, go, you know... I never told you because I didn't think it was important, but when I was 16, I was raped. Yeah. And I'm thinking, she did three years of work with these people, Yeah. and this person still didn't disclose. Yeah. And I'm just bringing this up because even in therapy, when you're the one who is doing the narrating, you're the one mm -hmm. who's doing the talking, sometimes it's a subject you don't want to touch even though you are consenting to be in therapy. So when someone just puts it on the table like that, mm -hmm. where you don't know they know, yeah. your consent process that you've already been through changes. Yes. Thank you for all of that. Mm -hmm. So I tried to allude to it, and then I said to her, she goes, I think you're just, 
if I understand what you do for a living, you're supposed to know everything. Like this. But that's her behavior. Yeah. That's her rage coming out. Yeah. Her being scared. Yes. And I said, okay, Leslie, I said, do I have consent to go into sexual abuse? I'm going to be specific. Or is it a boundary if it's part of what the guys are trying to bring up today? And she goes, no, you can do it. And I'm like, oh, we've cracked an egg. My expression for, you're in. That's a fucking dinosaur egg. Oh, yeah. And I said, okay. I said, no judgment, right? And she goes, what? I said, no judgment on my part, Leslie. I'm channeling. And I said, and with the synesthesia and the empathy, I'm going to feel for you. I'm going to go through what you went through. And she went, oh, God. And I said, I'm I'm okay. I said, you're you're not my first client where I have I do this with somebody. And I said, I just want you to feel that you're loved in this process. And she just kind of like I don't even know how to describe the look because it's well, so I, intense because there's anger in it. It's a it's an I can't receive look. Oh. Thank you. Thank you so much. I had no, I, I did not realize that part. Mm-hmm. So I went on and I said, you went to this ashram in India. And she went, I did. And I said, huh, Kache, you just said I was going to know everything. And I told you something, but you're still surprised. And she goes, yeah. She goes, okay. And I said, so that's where you were abused. And I said, it was by the leader. It was by the person that you were to trust the most. And she goes, yeah. But like, kind of like, yeah, but who fucking cares then? You know, like how disappointed can you be when it's the person you're supposed to trust the most that actually is the one that comes at you? It, it, a complete abuse of power, right? And I said to her, okay, I said, I, we're going to continue. I said, they're explaining this. And she goes, yeah, just keep going. So I said, first of all, I said, I'd like permission to be personal for a moment if I'm allowed to be Karen. And she goes, sure. And I said, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. And she goes, what? And I said, no, as Karen, I'm sorry. I said, I don't want to channel for a minute. I just want to be another woman with you. And I said, where well, I'm saying I'm sorry. And she goes, yeah, Okay. But you can still see, like, it's all, it's coming in, but it's like, there's a discomfort here. So I said, okay, back to the channeling. And she goes, you just put the hat on and off like that? And I went, yes, I do. I said, because those are the boundaries and I have to check in. I'm not a therapist, but I still can be a decent human being and follow. It's a requirement. Y- yes, Hopefully. <laughs> And I said, um, so I'm just going to go back into the channeling. So I'm letting you know when I step out. I'm letting you know when I step in. I don't want to cross boundaries. And I said, and in particular, because you've been abused where people have crossed boundaries. And I said, but also because you've made it a practice in life to cross people's boundaries, you yourself. And I said, and, and because you've engaged in it many times where you've been the one that has stolen money. You've been the one that has done things to cross boundaries. And she goes, yeah. And I said, and that doesn't mean that you deserved this because you had crossed boundaries yourself. And she went, oh. 
And I said, do you want me to say it again? And she goes, yeah. And this is the first time that the, mm-hmm. the face muscles in here start to change. The eyes, a little bit, but really you can see all around her mouth. And I said to her, just because you had crossed other people's boundaries doesn't mean it's okay when people cross yours. And I said, especially in abuse, it's not okay no matter what ever, under any circumstances. And it doesn't mean you deserved it and it wasn't a lesson. And she went, what? And I said, the bitch that told you that was your lesson, I said, you need to hear from the spirit world, was just a mean person. And Uh, she's like... Understatement? Yeah. And she's like, okay, okay. And, And then you see... Like, somebody was mean to me. And I said, that was just a mean person that told you that was a lesson, that was part of karma. That is not karma. That is not a lesson. Who that said is that? not deserved. I don't remember who particularly, but it was somebody like me. It was somebody where she like booked an appointment and someone like, um, I'll say another psychic where she was told, well, this is karma and it's what you, it's your lesson and what you're supposed to learn out of a rape. And I said, no, 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 (laughs) no. You don't, you don't go through a rape and then just be told that's a fucking life lesson. Like that's just not okay. And anybody that's saying that that's part of channeling needs to have their ass kicked. So I said, we're just going to clear some things up today. And she goes, yeah, okay. And you can see that in the clearing things up, that she's getting to a different place. So I said, I need to go back to some of these, uh, some of the order of some of this. I said, you then came back home after not telling anybody where you'd been or where you, or how you got there, what you did there, what happened to you, nothing. And I said, you, you wiped it all under the carpet because of the rape. And she went, yeah. Like, how am I supposed to say I went to India? And oh, yeah, and I got raped. And I went, well, you don't. You can say you went to India. You could have separated that until you were ready. And she goes, hmm. And I said, so you skip processes. And that gets you into trouble. Yeah. And I said, so you came back. And then your parents confronted you about where you had been and you lied. And she goes, I did. And I said, and then when you finally decided to tell them the truth about being raped, you left out India. You left out all kinds of important details, but told them the truth about being raped. And then you now believe that they don't believe you. So you're, you're hurt even more. And I said, your parents listened to you. They just didn't respond. And she went, okay. She goes, I don't get that. And I said, well, you told them and they did listen, but you don't think they did because they didn't respond. And she goes, do you think you could explain more to me about that? Because I think that's the purpose of my call. I don't understand where my parents are at with me and what I've told them. And I said, yeah. I said, your mom and dad went to therapy. And she was like, what? And I said, well, your mom and dad went to therapy way back when you disappeared because you you became a missing person, honey. 
They called the police. Like, you were a missing person. And she was like, no, I was alive. I was in India. I was fine. And I said, they didn't know that. You were a missing person. And I said, so your parents went through the fact that you might be dead. And she was like, oh, come on. And I said, no, you were a missing person. Everything went through their minds, sweetheart. Everything. And I said, so you came back. You don't explain anything. You attack them when they ask questions. And I said, and in the past, your mom sided with you. She tried to be the one that believed in you and supported you, but it put a rift between her and your dad. So they went to therapy. And I said, and you need to hear something. They went to two separate therapists because they were looking at getting a divorce. So your dad went on his own, your mom went on her own. And eventually, the two therapists convinced them that they should pick one of them or a new therapist and go together. So keep their two separate therapists and keep going, Mm -hmm. but also find someone or both or whatever, but come up with a plan where they could get therapy and go together. And that's what they did. And I said, and they got tools. So now they're a couple. They're a couple, honey. And I said, so what they're doing is, is they heard you. They're in shock. They don't know if they're supposed to believe it or not because they don't know what to do. So they're going to go to the therapist and they're going to present it all to the therapist individually and together to say, what do we do to find out if this is true or not? Would somebody lie about something like this? They don't even know if somebody could or would. Because you have omitted so many truths in the past. You've lied so many times about drug abuse, sex. You've lied about everything. Stealing money, everything you can think of. Where you were, disappearing. Like you've put your, you've put your parents under the bus countless times. And they refuse to be put under a bus again by you. But I said, but they want to be there to believe you and love you. They're just going to go through a process to do it. And I said, and they, they're not telling anybody, not because they're ashamed about what you went through. They're just going through a process. And once they figure out what it is and how to come back and talk to you, and they truly do discover this is true. And by the way, they do believe you. They just want to know what to do about it and how to support you, and to be on the same page so that you can't pit them against each other anymore. And she went, oh. And and then the tears. Because she firmly believed they didn't believe her, didn't want her around, and on and on about the, the pity party. And I'll say the pity party in the sense, Kelly, not that I mean it's a pity party that she was raped. No, no, just the track record of yes of her lies. Yes. So they just don't want to go back down that road again. They want to be healthy individuals and healthy parents, and they want to give her healthy choices and answers to this. Mm-hmm. Because there's not going to be a legal system that's going to step in and go to India and, and do anything. And that's why he raped her. He knew that there was no there was going to be no recourse for it. He knew she was alone, that there was no family there. She had confided in him that she had taken off without her parents knowing. He knew about her past. She had she had spilt the beans there, telling him everything about her life. And he just thought, huh, who would ever believe her then? 
She's created a pattern for nobody to believe her, which is true. Mm-hmm. And now when she needs somebody to believe her the most, she doesn't know how to find those people. She doesn't know how to reach them. So in her pain, she's doing her best to try, which really says something. Right? Yeah. I think too, and I hope this comes out respectfully, if you have a track record of being that mean and being that selfish, um, to potentially be the victim of a rape is the ultimate control. Right. If you are lying, right? Because mm-hmm. who, who, who in their compassionate um, heart wants to challenge you and, and risk hurting you further yeah. if you have been, something, been through something like that? So mm-hmm. if you are lying and you've got these people around you who are now trying to take care of you, be there mm-hmm. for you, listen to your needs, meet your needs, you, you have that control. Yeah. And, and the mom and dad, it was explained to her, want to do all of the things healthy parents would do for that. But they don't know what that is yet, and that's why they're there. And they also are in therapy because they're afraid that if this is one more lie, how do we ever move forward with her after that kind of lie? Yeah. We've been through so many other lies. We're like they're at their they're done. Mm-hmm. And I said, sweetie, like your parents are at this place, and it's scary for them because they're on a precipice of are we sliding back down a hill with her? That's a different hill too. If it if it is a lie. Yes. Or are, has she changed? And they're going to therapy saying, well, we've changed, so we believe she can change. Mm-hmm. We worked on changing. So, and we both know what change means. So we're going to stand here and say, we want to believe that she changed too. And she went, what? And I went, that's the moment in the session we were waiting for. Mm-hmm. Your parents believe you changed, that it's possible that you did. And she went, this is what I needed. Mm-hmm. And I went, okay, but you have to walk out of this half hour session really knowing that you need to earn their trust now. You have to make sure you tell the truth constantly, no matter how bad it is, no matter what you've done. Because any tiny lie and you're done. Mm-hmm. They will question whether you lied about the rape. And she went, wow. I can't even tell a normal white lie. And I went, no, you can't. You can't, not even a tiny one. Not even I like coffee more than tea. Nothing. Mm-hmm. Not a thing. Because that's how much devastation you've put your parents through. That's how much you've hurt your own soul and your own experience. This will be good for you to tell the truth. This isn't just about healing your mom and dad. This is about healing you. So look at every time that you tell the truth that it's your healing. That's it. I know that that's like, what? No, oh my God, no. I would pause, go back, listen, that there's so much uh, jammed into this show that you don't have to have gone through these circumstances to pull something out of this episode. Um, This is about credibility. This is about accountability. This is about trustworthiness. Um, And I think whether, whether you're the person who needs to question your own or you have someone in your life who you need to start questioning more, um, you can get a lot out of this. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say that's it. Mm-hmm. I agree. That's why I, th- I, th- I actually found this. 
this is an old one. And I just, I reread it and thought my notes were clear enough Mm -hmm. that I could actually just read it and recall it with enough accuracy to make it still a good viable story for people. Yeah, thank you. Mm -hmm. You're welcome. It's certainly something to think about. Mm -hmm. And if you need a feel-good story, go back and watch last week's episode. (laughs) Right. That was hard. Yeah. Well, I also hope that when people hear something like this, that even though it's hard to hear, I hope they walk out of it and go, yeah, okay, but I still get good things out of that. Oh my God, yes. I just, I know that statistically our hard shows are actually our most listened to all the way through, Mm. which is phenomenal. I just mean that in and amongst all of the hard things that we're going through, if you do need to listen to something before you get into your day that that feels a little bit lighter, um, that those podcasts exist as well. Mm. Okay. Yeah. I think that was a fantastic show. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. That's good. Good. You all done for today then? I am. And if anybody is thinking, did she call again? Is there an update? No, I don't have an update, which unfortunately, well, I'll say unfortunately, because sometimes I wish there was, I wish I could say, and here's your happy ending. Mm -hmm. I do, but, and, and maybe the listeners will three years from now and we'll go back to this date and go, do you remember this one? It came through, but sometimes they just don't. Yeah. Well, and I think for anyone who's been or wonders, sometimes your happy ending is just yours and you you don't mm. have a responsibility to us to update us on that. That's true. Yeah. That's absolutely true. Okay. So if you have questions about today's show, you can email us at info at If you are listening early on Patreon, thank you so much for staying with us, especially through these hard times. Um, your support financially and emotionally means the most to us. Um, we just, we can't thank you enough, uh, like I said, especially at this time. If you're interested in joining us on Patreon for early access to these shows and much more, you can join us at patreon.com slash If you have found us on YouTube on Saturday or after, um, or just on your favorite podcast platform. Thank you so much for your interest. Um, and for anyone who has time uh, and energy today, if you can like, share, comment, um, post, whatever you can do to sort of spread love and uh, help us spread our voice, that is very much appreciated as well. Have a great weekend.